0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Are you ready? It's the roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. Hi, everybody. My name is Robert Bannon, and you're listening to the Roundtable on the Broadway Podcast Network. Thank you so much for being here with us. Well, it's time I confess something that's really shocking. I am gay. I'm queer. I'm a member of the LGBTQIA community. I know you're shocked. I know you are beguiled, bewildered, and heartbroken. Ladies, I'm sorry. And I'm off the market, gents. I got myself a man. He is my fiance. And he is a beautiful little creature there. And let me tell you even more shocking news. I'm kidding, obviously. You all knew that I am. But more shocking, I'm kind of new to the drag race world. Okay, listen. I didn't watch any season from season one to season 13. And it's actually this show, the roundtable, that got me involved because I've been so lucky to Talk to some of the most iconic queens that there are, from Bianca to Alaska to, oh my goodness, the one and only Nina West. I mean, if you're a queen, you've been here to the round table. And I love the... Rosé, hey, we love (laughs) Rosé. And we love drag, and we love cabaret, and we love Broadway, and we love camp. So then we love Ginger Minj. Ginger Minj popped by. I never saw her season. But my Darius, my partner, he did. And he said she's a trip. And guess what? She was a trip. But not only was she a trip, she was a sweetheart. I had so much fun talking to this iconic queen. So, okay, fine. I guess I should watch Drag Race. You know, the only people who watch Drag Race seem like they're middle-aged white women from Kansas that are trying to be woke. But you know what? I support my queer siblings, and I support my fellow artists, and I support everyone who loves Drag Race, and I love the representation that it shows to the community, to the youngsters, to the... Let the children dance, you know? Let them dance and beat their face and death drop and walk a duck and quack, quack, quack. Ginger Binge is here, and thank you for listening. I am so excited to talk to our next guest here on the Broadway Podcast Network, and if you're watching us on, on the round table, you're in for a treat. I have a little beef. You know, I have a little beef though. You joke about being an old queen, hearing it for the, I'm older I'm older than you, Ginger. So that's, I'm an old queen too? I'm owning it, I'm owning my old queen. Ginger Binge, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, and you gotta own it. I have—I I've felt like an old queen since I first put on <laughs> my first pair of heels.
0: <laughs> I hear you. Do you sleep? Are you the busiest human being in the planet?
1: Um, no, and yes, I—I I do work a lot. I don't tend to sleep, but the thing is, I've never slept much in my life. Like my sleeping patterns are horrible, so I might as well do something productive with that time, like drag.
0: Yes, and drag you do, and sing you do, and write books, and act, and do everything. I try. <laughs> you do. You're, you're from Florida.
1: Yes, and- I. so I'm from Leesburg, Florida, which is an hour north of Orlando. And we always say, like, the further north you go in Florida, the further south you really are. <laughs> and it is a very different world from Orlando, which I've lived in for the last 19 years now.
0: Yes, and Orlando, and you worked in all the parks, and you've been into the show business since literally an embryo, practically, and you... the breeding ground. A lot of people like poo-poo the theater park performers in in theater and, and the world. And but you all, everyone that is working down there works their face off in the heat. In the-
1: they do. Well, I used to love it because you know when the the Equity performers would be like, oh my goodness, we do eight shows a week. You could never keep up. I was like, honey, we do eight shows a day. Yes. You know, there's it's it's a whole different beast. It's like comparing apples and oranges, of course, but it's just, it gives you so much discipline in the training that I feel like it prepares you to do any amount of performances anywhere in the world at any given time.
0: Yes. Well, I know that Florida has gotten its reputation for, especially in terms of drag or in the queer community over the past few years, but people like you... Make us, like, you know, give us hope and, and, and inspiration to all the, the this community by the work that you do and 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 uh, by sharing your truth. So thank you.
1: Thank you for caring.
0: Oh, yes. Well, we care. And we care in New York City because you're about to stroll in, in like a tornado. You're coming yeah. in, this, in this tour, this tour, the Broadway, with, with Gidget Galore. You're going to be in Chicago.
1: We're with- in Chicago right now. And we've been here for two weeks. Uh, we got one week left, and we've got five shows in that week. It's our biggest week so far. And then right over to New York.
0: And then you're here in New York for three days. A great weekend. I love Green Room 42 because Green Room 42 is such a great space to see a show.
1: It is. I, you know, I used to work a lot at the Lori Beachman, which is right across the street, practically. Uh, And I love that room, but there was something about like, there was a disconnect between the front of the room and the back. And the first time I went to to Green Room 42, I got to actually like sit down and watch Mamie Paris, who was fabulous. I loved her show. And it felt like such a a sense of community in the room. The way that it's set up, just the angles of it, makes everybody feel like they're a part of the show. I yes. love. I love any space that can do that.
0: Yeah. No, no matter where you s- sit at Green Room, you have a great view. You'll feel just like mm-hmm. you're there. I always joke they have like the best little artisan pizza, and you get your little drink and have your little pizza, and get ready, and you have a drink afterwards on the rooftop. It's a full evening. Uh, it's a- it is a
1: full evening, and you can get ten of your friends and get a, a room with bunk beds and stay the night. They have a channel on the TV at the hotel. It's just a woman yawning to put oh. you to sleep. <laughs> Like, how can you do any better than that?
0: <laughs> this, this sounds like the perfect evening. Greenroom42.com. And, and if you're in L.A. or if you are uh, in Palm Springs, which we love Palm Springs, um, and we definitely love Palm Springs when you're spending a winter in New York City, uh, go go to get your t- get your tickets. You could always go to your website or follow you on Instagram, which is is your name. So people
1: which you should follow me on Instagram anyway.
0: Everyone is following you on Instagram because you're fun.
1: I'm a fun girl. Yeah, yeah, no, I just like to have a good time. And and one thing about me, other than uh, as opposed to most other drag race girls, is you know the other girls give me uh, a mess for it all the time. They say you share too much, or you 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 shouldn't show pictures of you at a drag, or you shouldn't do that. I'm like, why? This is my everyday life, and I want to connect with people on a like a, a real basis, not just like this the fake character of Ginger. I want them to know me and I want them to be a part of my life. So they make fun of me for it. But my Instagram and everything is very much me on a daily basis.
0: Well, that's what we love because we get to know you. And it, it like I said, inspires us, just like with your book, which your book came out, I think it was December, November, December. I, I saw November
1: seventh the- is when it released. Um, we just hold on, November, December, January, February. We're about to hit the three month mark, which I'm really excited about. I'm just the whole thing was it was five years of my life and then two and a half really like deep into the writing process. And then once it released, like I remember waking up, I was in New York City because we launched there and I woke up the night before just having the worst panic attack. My whole body hurt. I was like, I can't be getting sick. No, I was like giving birth to this thing and it was so emotionally draining because I didn't know how anybody was going to respond to it. And then, when all of a sudden everybody was like really uh, just latching onto everything in the book and understanding it and understanding me, it was like the most incredible feeling in the world. So, to have that out there for three months now and have people still discovering it, it's been really, really cool.
0: Oh, it is. It is out. It's called Southern Fried Sass. It's a Queen's Guide to Cooking, Decorating, and Living Just a Little Extra. And um, from cover to the to the your talk to your personal life to your journey, uh, and then all the fun little bits and, and gags and jokes throughout <laughs> the whole thing. It is definitely worth. Uh, it's a great read, you know. And um, it's available wherever books are sold, just like your music. So you, I like like your album, you know, Double Wide Diva, which is. <laughs> Covers, including Garth Brooks and everything, breaking all the rules. You just, you do whatever you want, Ginger. And that's what I love about it. Yeah.
1: Well, my my granny always said, you throw everything against the wall and you see what sticks. You never know what you might be good at. So I do. I try everything. That's what I talk about in the book a lot, too, is like, you can't be afraid to take chances. You can't be afraid. If you like singing rap songs, go try singing a rap song. Yes. You might be fantastic at it. And if you're not... It's one song. You put it aside and you move on.
0: <laughs> How do you de- departmentalize your career? It's the live shows. the Live shows, singing, drag shows, uh, albums. You, you've done spe- TV specials like, you know, Bless Your Heart, which you could stream. <laughs> and you talk about your life growing up and all of the things that you could that stream. Or, or it's the book. Or it's acting, you know, like like hocus pocus, there's you and Bet Midler and and playing and, <laughs> and all the things that you've gotten the chance to do. How do you do you make a plan? Is it as it comes in? Do you say today I'm a writer, tomorrow I'm a singer? What how do you how do you do it?
1: No, uh I never compartmentalize any of it because they're all different facets of who I am as an artist, anyway. So combining different things or jumping from one project to the next and then back is very natural for me. It's all an extension of of what I love. So I feel like as long as I'm moving towards something that's fun and exciting and kind of fits into my wheelhouse, I'm excited to do it.
0: Yeah, and do it well as you do, for sure. Um, <laughs> Can you tell us about Big Gay Cabaret? What is Big Gay? Cabaret? Because all of our friends are there, Daniel, <coughs> Excuse me. and Jay, and, and Tina Byrne. All of the people that we love here on the round table. Uh, uh, what is Big Gay Cabaret, and what is it like to curate, you know, an evening of music with some of your favorite favorite acts and artists that are out there?
1: Oh, it's just it's a dream come true. Like these are my friends, and I love these people, and I know how talented they are. So it's exciting to be able to share that with Chicago. Uh, Chicago, I say, has become our home away from home. But honestly, we spend more time here than we do in Orlando. Now so it's really our home. Every time we come back, it does feel like we're coming home to our family and our community and the people that we love. And uh, we've been working with the Mercury Theater uh, a lot. And they have their, their little offshoot space, the Venus Cabaret, where we did our Hocus Pocus show. It's where we're doing Broadway right now. And we were looking around the room the last time we were here, we are like, it's just a little underutilized for how gorgeous the space is. It's another one like Green Room 42, where every angle is perfect. There's not a bad seat in the house and everybody feels like they're front row and they have the best seats. And we said, well, why don't we do something that uplifts and celebrates the queer community in every facet of it, not just the drag queens, not just... Uh, comedians or singers, or t- we want everybody from every aspect under the, the big LGBTQIA plus umbrella. Um, and so we started sitting down and going, all right, well, we know these people, we know what they do. What if we reached out to these people and, and those kinds of people and, and take a big swing because you miss all the opportunities you don't take. Right. So yes. we just started taking big uh, like chances and they're really paying off. The first four artists, of course, are fantastic. Um, we have some really fantastic ones in the, the second set that we're going to release as well. Um, and it ranges from singing and cabaret to uh, we have um, comedians, of course, like Danny Franzesi. Jay Rodriguez has this beautiful show about life and love. And a lot of people, you know, they they know him from Queer Eye from so many years ago. They don't realize what kind of a life he's lived or how gorgeous his voice is or that he's been on Broadway and been spectacular his whole life. Um, and then, of course, we've got, you know, Miss Cracker who comes in and has just got this different view of the world than almost anybody I've ever met. And it's so interesting to me because it's funny and it's drag, but it also stops and it really makes you think about life and choices and all that. So I think people who come in are going to get a lot more than they actually think they are on the surface level.
0: Oh, it's going to be good. It, it, the information is available online. Go find your, if you're in the Chicago or Midwest area, you got to get your tickets and, and head on down. Not only see, see Ginger's show and, and, and but also see all of the curated shows because Jay's show in New York was beautiful. Here he de- debuted here at Fifty Four. It was beautiful. What he's going to do there is beautiful. They're all be- everyone. Just get your tickets.
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, and it's really exciting because now it's the twentieth anniversary of Mean Girls. So Danny Franzese, he's been like a brother to me for a very long time. Um, we played Roseanne and Dan together in a live stage production of Roseanne. <laughs> Uh, which I actually won a Best Actress Award for. it, Pissed off a lot of people. Yes. Uh, probably Roseanne. Um, <laughs> but we we got really close doing that. And we've stayed in each other's lives. And what a lot of people don't know about Danny is not only is he incredibly funny, uh, he's also very vulnerable on stage. And he has a gorgeous singing voice that not a lot of people know about. So I'm excited for people to get to discover that aspect of him as well.
0: Well, we love him on the show. He was a great interview. He opened up Pride with us last year. And he's just another inspirational figure like yourself for, for this community. When we're talking about your your show coming to, to to Green Room, and it's in Chicago now in LA and Palm Springs, what is the Broadway? What are we going to first tell us why with Gidget, who is, look how fun, this is such a fun duo. <laughs> and what's the music? What What is the show about? Tell us a little bit about it.
1: Uh, The show is about an hour long. Um, It is a big musical mashup. It's everybody's favorite Broadway showstoppers. There are 24 musical numbers, 20 costume changes, and a laugh every... You know, they always say you should make them laugh every 30 seconds. We make them laugh every 10. It is just absolutely ridiculous from the beginning to the end. There are moments that make you laugh uh, or that cry with laughter. And there are moments that make you cry from like just the emotional impact. It, it, like me as a queen, it kind of runs the gamut of everything that you would expect and love from Broadway. It is truly a love letter. Uh, and it's, it's me with my best friend, Gidget. We've been best friends for 21 years. We started drag together. And when we did start drag in Orlando, we were the weird, theater kids that nobody knew where to put us. They all liked us and thought we were talented, but they're like, we don't have a place in the show for especially two weird chubby Broadway girls. (laughs) So we created our own shows and our own spaces in Orlando, and they really took off. Like We created Broadway Brunch at Hamburger Mary's in Orlando which is still running. Neither one of us have been a part of it for almost a decade now, but it's still one of the number one brunches in America. It wins all these awards. So it's something that we're really proud that we got to create, but we wanted to be able to get back to that, to that thing that made us love drag and love performing and love doing all those things in the first place. So for P-Town this past summer, we said, we're gonna do the show called The Broadway. And we didn't know what it was gonna be, just it was gonna be a love letter to Broadway. We sat down and we worked on it really hard. And I think it's one of the best shows we've ever done. Personally, I might be biased, but I do think it's fantastic. Um, But it turned into just everything we loved about drag and performing and costuming and hair and makeup and lights and theater.
0: Oh, well, uh, firstly, as a performer myself, I don't know how you're doing 20 song, twenty Broadway showstoppers plus in
1: 60 minutes with costume changes. What? I don't know how we're doing it either. To be completely <laughs> honest, we were in P-Town, and it was our our opening night. And I had just done Rose's Turn. And I run off stage to do a costume change that takes about 10 seconds because it's boom, boom, boom. Like we've got dressers we're ready to go. And we had to come out and do the hot honey rag right after Rose's turn. And I looked at Gidget and I was like, who the hell wrote this? And she said, <laughs> you did, Mary. Now turn around, grab that gun and let's go. <laughs> well, if that didn't just sell it,
0: if Rose's turn and and, and Chicago showstoppers are not, uh, are not going to sell you. You got to get your tickets. Go to greenroom42.com, get your tickets. Or go to, to gingerminch.com so you can get your the whole tour. Links for everything that is is Ginger is all available, as well as the book, stream the music. You can have a whole, like, we can have a whole lead up to the show. We can know your life story, yeah. listen to the music, come and see you live, and have a whole little winter blues moment with you. You'll cheer us up and it'll be sunshine and, and happiness
1: in New York City. Come and- Eat February. some of my fabulous muffins.
0: I, the recipes are in the book. And I think they're that, all think in the book. Oh,
1: whichever, however, it will sell a ticket is how I get <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> That's why you're my kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, you've been very open and honest about love, relationships. You've told your journey, mm. you know, whatever. My, my fiance, I got engaged on New Year's Eve.
1: Oh, you're all fianced.
0: I'm fianced, and he's in the Midwest. He's in Detroit, like a hop, skip, and a jump from Chicago. And he had to send his love because he said when he discovered Drag Race, he saw you and your personality and the charm and the charisma that you have. <laughs> and he fanned out that you were going to come talk to us here. So so do you have advice for, for relationships in the neighborhood? How do the neighborhoods make it? Well, you've been together for a moment.
1: Oh, yeah. We've been together for eight years now. Um, First of all, congratulations to you, to both of you. Send my love. Uh, But second of all, like, the key to any relationship, whether it's romantic or a friendship or a business relationship or anything, is communication. I mean, nine times out of ten, we talk at each other and not with each other as -hmm. people. And I've learned that if we just kind of stop and listen and make sure we are making that eye contact and understanding what each other is saying, we're on the same page and we can figure out whatever the next step is. And I have spent a lot of years, especially after the way that I was raised by my father who love him to death now, you know, we have a much better relationship now because it's on my terms. But as I was growing up, he was former military, we were in a very Southern Baptist, very strict religious upbringing. And I was always told, don't talk, don't make eye contact. You sit in that corner, don't open your mouth unless you're spoken to. And for God's sake, don't embarrass us. So I spent a lot of times just dissociating mostly, you know, like dissociating, not paying attention and not um, making the eye contact. But when I got older and I started looking people in their eyes and really making sure that I understood what they were saying and vice versa, I learned that the next step was always so much easier because I genuinely understood what it was supposed to be towards.
0: Mm, that you know, that is some good advice for everybody. That is great advice for ev- for everyone. I, I adore you. You're the the sweetest and I, I I'm everyone. Just go, go follow. If you're one of the eight people who are not following Ginger on Instagram, go follow. <laughs> go, go to gingermidge.com. Get your, get your tickets. Get the book. Stream the music, and then make sure that if you're in New York or LA or Chicago or Palm Springs, that you check out the Broadway with, with you know, Best Judy over there, Gidget galore, and and uh, and and check out the show. Twenty something plus Broadway showstoppers in an hour. My goodness, I'm exhausted <laughs> for you. It's an honor to have you here. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. We we, we appreciate all the hard work and, and art you give us. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it, Annie.
0: And there you have it. You know, you ever have an interview? Well, maybe you interview people. I don't know your life. And you think to yourself, man, I should have asked a question. I want to know what ginger minge came from. Like ginger like Gilligan's Island? That's pretty gay. Or ginger like the tea? Or like the root that you put in... Food or drink when you have a cold? I don't know. I don't know what the minge part is. But I'm here for the ginger minge experience, and I'm really here for a Broadway. It sounds like fun. Can you imagine doing the Chicago ending dance number after singing Rose's turn? Yes, Ginger Minge. In heels? Come on, y'all. Well, I promise you you won't see that at my show, but you'll see other hijinks and you'll see other hijinks every week here on the roundtable on YouTube. You can go to robertbannon.com and subscribe to my YouTube channel and check out my tour dates. I have music, too, you know. Or you can follow me at Robert M. Bannon. But you definitely need to come back here every single day to the roundtable where we have artists talking about art. Hey, we have other queens coming up. We have the newly drag race exonerated exited. Uh, What is a nice word for she didn't win, but she's good mirage other episodes go back and scroll through the past find all our chats with the queens and stay up to date with the roundtable. if you're a broadway fan if you're a theater fan if you're an art fan if you're a music fan if you're a fan of ridiculousness then we're your spot we're the place to be remember there's more good than bad there's more happiness than there is sadness and there's always more help than there is hurt the best is yet to come i thank you so much for being here love on somebody today till next time i'm robert vannon saying good night see you real soon